welcome in to another episode of FarzCast. Farzine Vasugan here with you. Hope you're all having a great weekend. We got no football this weekend. Let's count the Pro Bowl, the Senior Bowl. Let's be honest. Do we really count those? No, of course not. So that means we are a week away from the final football game of the year, the Super Bowl. And the Kansas City Chiefs are in it, baby. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, downloading it, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, iHeartRadio, all those great places. Or if you guys are watching live on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Farzivusugan, big shout out to you guys as well. I see you guys commenting on the live stream. Rob, Roger, uh... Jordan, Sam, I see you guys. What's going on? Appreciate you guys making this part of your evening. We're doing this on a Saturday night. Got my run AFC shirt. If you guys can see it, there we go. Because the Chiefs ran the AFC this year. Margo says, Aloha. I'm going to take a guess and say you're from Hawaii. Don, I see you. Tiffany, I see you. Snatch chat place to be. I don't know. I, I think you meant to say Snapchat. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hey, shout out to you guys because the man cave or fan cave, whatever the hell people call it, that has gone viral on social media. It has more than, let me refresh real quickly, seven more than 736,000 views on Instagram and or on TikTok. And on Instagram, it has more than 4 million views. Show so, so big thanks to you guys. ESPN just shared it on their TikTok. They might share it on their other platforms. Um, it's funny. I'm getting all kinds of responses from that. People are like, oh, I think he's a Chiefs fan. It's like, okay, that's funny. Like the first two or three times. And then when you get however many thousand comments you're getting, it's like, okay, that gets old after a while. You know what's my favorite? The people who are like, Oh, that's a gay bar. Now I know what a gay bar looks like. Like, that's original, right? Come on. What's up, Joel? How about those cyclones? Yeah, I don't know, Rob. Uh, we're going to talk about that, by the way. Let's make some noise and the tomahawk call. Looking forward to it. Brittany, I see you. Appreciate it. Yeah, Jane, we'll get into all of that shortly. Let me just give you guys a quick rundown of the topics I'm going to cover here. Uh, we're obviously going to talk Championship Sunday. By the way, I'm late on this. I'm Obviously, Championship Sunday was six days ago. Guys, I lost my voice Sunday night. Like, I could not talk. If you guys watched my post-game live stream after um, the Chiefs beat the Bengals, I had no voice. I fought through uh, the live stream that night. I tried to do a podcast the next couple of nights. I just couldn't. I got busy with a bunch of shit throughout the week. So, uh, pardon the... Uh, pardon the Tardiness on this podcast, uh, due to uh, I was on the injury report. I had the had the uh, vocal cords go out, uh, but we're back now. We're good now. Um, definitely going to touch on championship Sunday. I'm not going to dive in too deep into those things because obviously that's a few days gone, and I've already touched on all of that stuff uh, on social media. However, there is some big NFL news out there. The Texans have hired a head coach, so the Broncos are those good hires right there. I'll touch on that. There is a rule the NFL is considering changing, or at least it's being talked about out there, and it 
is kind of because of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we'll get in, into that a little later on. Tom Brady announced his retirement again, same exact day as last year. Uh, a couple of uh, non-NFL notes. Kyrie Irving wants to be traded. KU might be in big trouble right now. And Conor McGregor is coming back to the Octagon in 2023. So a lot of things to talk about here on this episode of Farce Guest. You guys all know the social media. For those of you that are listening to uh, the podcast version, uh, the non-live version, uh, if you guys just click on the description, uh, I have all my social media on there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, all of it is at Farzine Vesugan, except for my Twitter, at Farzine21. And for those, you, people always say, oh, I don't know how to spell your name, though. Well, that's why it's in the description. So all you got to do is click on it if you guys have not, um, if you're not following me on any of those sites. All right, let's get right into it. We're a couple minutes in. We haven't really started yet. Uh, let me just go with the chiefs Bengals first, because that was the big game. That's the game that everyone is talking about uh, after Championship Sunday. This was a really good fight. You know, this kind of reminded me of a UFC fight or a boxing fight between two combatants that are just going back and forth, neither one of them not backing down. Uh, but the team that made the biggest mistake, they lost in this one. And that's kind of what happened with the Bengals here with Chris Jones taking advantage of the uh, the pocket collapsing Closing in on Joe Burrow on a big third down sack. Have to punt it back to Kansas City. And the Chiefs, you know, they did their thing. I, I do want to touch on the roughing the passer because that did make a big difference on... Uh, yeah, Bobby, I'll get to that in a second. But the, the whole thing about roughing the passer, I saw um, someone on ESPN's Around the Horn. Around the Horn. Yeah, not so thing. See, I just praised ESPN for sharing my fan cave, and now I'm kind of shitting on them. But, um, there was a, a, a reporter. She's from Chicago, ESPN Chicago, and she was asked about this whole thing. She said that roughing the, or, uh, no, I'm sorry, not roughing the passer, the late hit penalty out of bounds should not be 15 yards. So this penalty has been around a very long time, but because it happened on such a big stage late in the game, during the waning moments of the AFC Championship game, suddenly it should no longer be 15 yards. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me a lot of last year when the Chiefs beat the Bills in overtime and everyone was crying about how the Bills did not get possession in overtime. Boy, that's funny. I remember the Chiefs saying the same exact thing five years ago after their loss to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game and everyone mocked the Chiefs. Listen, I was one of those people criticizing the Chiefs for this. The Chiefs did not lose that game because... Of the overtime rules. They lost because their defensive end was offsides. They lost because they had, what, 13 of 19 third downs, uh, third, third down conversions they allowed, including three in overtime. Um, I mean, listen, there were so many other reasons why the Chiefs lost. They were shut out in the first half. A lot of things happened. Um, now, all of a sudden, when the Chiefs have things go in their favor. People want the rules changed. I think it's hilarious. Listen, man, I know there are a lot of people out there that are complaining about the feedback. I, I see Jaden's comment. Uh, Jaden says, or I'm sorry, Bobby, uh, what do you think about the NFL is rigged rumors or accusations? It's like, you know, look, um, here's my thing. 15 years ago, 
If you told me 15 years ago that the Chiefs were going to be that team that was going to be labeled as the team that's in favor of rigged games, I would have laughed at you. 10 years ago today, the Chiefs were coming off their worst season ever, a 2-14 and season. So much, so many off-the-field incidents, uh, including the Javon Belcher incident, uh, the social media incident, fans flying banners all over the stadium. I mean, it was one of the worst seasons for a team in NFL history. And now, 10 years later, this team is now accused of being on the favorable end of rigged games, which I think is hilarious. Chiefs had a first down anyway, even if it wasn't a penalty, so what? Not if it made a difference to the scoreboard. Well, see, here's the thing. There was eight seconds left. I think Mahomes and the Chiefs would have ran another play to get closer anyway. Um, So I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs would have uh, done enough to... um, Try to, to try to get it. Uh, Steve says uh, National Fixed League. Yeah, that's what it is. See, when your team is not winning, the announcers hate you. The refs are not on your side. The NFL's not on your side. It's rigged. But when you're winning, yeah, it all works out fine. What do you think of Larry Johnson's take on all this? I don't know, Ron. I don't know what Larry Johnson said. I, I think I have him blocked because the guy just has – the thing that robbed me the wrong way with Larry Johnson was the whole – like his commentary when Kobe Bryant died. I, I, I don't know. Like, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I don't know what he said. Tell me what he said, and uh, maybe I can give a more informed opinion on it. Um, but, yeah, a lot of the Chiefs-Bengals aftermath is the whole referee thing. By the way, the whole thing with the fifth down, or whatever you want to call it, the repeat third down, because um, the Chiefs' offense got back on the field when they were about to punt, they explained what happened, okay? A referee from the far back side was trying to stop the game because of clock readjustment um, requirements. But because the Chiefs, I guess, it it went in the Bengals' favor that play. People thought this was all like some screw job here. Even if if the Chiefs scored a touchdown on that same play, listen, Kansas City fans would have said the same thing uh, because they would have stopped whatever happened on that play and would have taken the call back. So... You know, all, all these accusations about Ray. By the way, can we uh, can we address something with, with this Chiefs-Bengals rivalry here? Because the first time we had Burrow versus Mahomes, it was January the 2nd of last year. The Bengals got away with a lot of favorable calls in that one. A lot of favorable, a lot of missed calls in their favor that game. Bengals fans obviously weren't saying anything. And listen, when your team gets away with calls, fans aren't going to acknowledge th- their own team getting away with things. But when... Their opponents get away with things. I mean, fans are all up in the up in arms about it, uh, talking about it all, all game long. So, yeah, I can't really click on that right now, Ron, because I'm doing this. Uh, Steve says, I've watched football a shit ton of years. When it's good, it's good. When it's not, it's not. Yeah, man. Listen, I'll tell you what about Chiefs football right now. This is by far the goal. I mean, the golden era. The only time where the Chiefs had this much success was during the Len Dawson era when y- you had, what, two Super Bowl appearances in four years? Um, but I would argue this is even more impressive because of how much bigger the league is. And the Chiefs have five years in a row hosted the AFC Championship game. Yeah, okay, Teresa just said something great. This is like the comment of the day right here. All teams get away with calls. Yes, this 1,000%. Every single team from A to Z... 
from top to bottom, however you want to list it, they all get away with calls. They all do. But people only... Okay, let me give you a great example. Remember the NFC Championship game? Where um, it was... It was the same day the Chiefs lost to the Patriots. Um, The Saints and the Rams. The Rams uh, committed the most egregious... uh, Textbook pass interference. But the referees completely missed it. And Saints fans were up in arms about this. But in that same game, the Saints committed a face mask. Uh, I shouldn't say committed a face mask penalty because it wasn't called. But they grabbed Jared Goff by his face mask in that same game. And by the way, we do all we always talk about coin tosses and how you know if you win the coin toss in overtime, you win the game. The Saints won the coin toss, and what does Drew Brees do in fa- Drew Brees' typical fashion? He throws an interception. Yeah, I know, Tony, that was a terrible pass interference call. But the Saints got away with a call that same game. They got away with a face mask call. You were at Arrowhead in the 80s? Dude, I wasn't even born in the 80s. But, you know, I mean, there's enough information out there, uh, enough resources out there to, to look up this stuff. Dude, Chiefs football was terrible in the 70s and the 80s. So, you know, I know not every... Um, I know not every Chiefs fan was alive back then, but for those of you who were around to see those really bad, like a lot of people talk about 2007 to 2012 being the dark years of Chiefs football. Yeah, those were some bad years, and I think because social media is a thing now, it's been a thing for a while, um, those years were just highlighted even more as to how terrible they they were. But, man, uh, what happened in the 70s and the 80s, I mean, what, what 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 were some of the bright spots that year? I mean, there were some, don't worry, but it was more like individual highlights than it was, you know, as a team. Um, So it's good to see the Chiefs be where they are now because football back then in the 70s and the 80s, I mean, those were some of the worst years. I mean, two decades of just really bad football and you thought you were going in the right direction with Joe Delaney, but unfortunately his career and his life got short. Geez, how young are you, Farzine? You just made me feel a little old. It's not me. How old do you think I am? How old do you guys think I am? I always love to play this game. People think I'm like in my 40s or 50s. I mean, I guess I kind of gave away like my age range now, but I always love it when people are like, oh, I thought you were older. Someone thought that I was old enough. Like I was the same age as like however long Five Guys has been around. Because um, I was talking about how they just opened one recently. Close to um, close to my high school. Rob thinks I'm 42 years old. Oh, man. I Listen, I remember when I was 18 years old, people thought I was in my 30s. I thought you were at least 36 like me, David says. No, the 90s were great, Bobby, with Marty Ball. It's just, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I was just having this conversation with someone. The, the problem with Marty, unfortunately... He just had those playoff woes. Uh, Dalton, you got it right, 31. <laughs> um, dude, Joe Delaney, man, his speed. Uh, whew, something else, man. Um, we have a family friend uh, who played in the NFL for a couple of years, and then he went to play in the USFL. He actually did try out for the Chiefs. Um, and he, he got to be around Joe Delaney a little bit, and uh, the stories he, he had about him and uh, just how fast he was, like, Dude, you think Tyreek Hill and all, all these players today are fast? 
I mean, Joe Delaney was something else, man. It's just unfortunate because um, his career to direct to directory. Uh, I mean, it was it was pretty high. It was pretty high. Uh, but it's unfortunate what happened. Uh, but hey, man, he went out as a hero. Um, and if you're gonna go out like that, at least as a hero. Kimball Anders fumbled. Oh man, Kimball Anders, the blown leads, the Lynn Elliott game, uh, the, the 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 no. Um, no touchdowns allowed and you still lose. Oh man, it was just it was just sad. Um as far as the NFC Championship game goes, I mean, what the hell was there to talk about? Like the 49ers, by the way, all these people who are like impressed with the Eagles. Okay, the Eagles had two quarterbacks in this game and they both got hurt. Brock Purdy came back in with a torn what was it? UCL, I think is the injury. You're bragging about a defensive effort against a quarterback that fought through a torn UCL injury. Like, I'm surprised they did not put whoever their emergency quarterback was. Like, for the Chiefs, I have a feeling their emergency quarterback would be Travis Kelsey because he played some quarterback in high school. Um, hopefully, we'd never have to cross that bridge. But if we, every team has to have that on their roster. I know it's being brought up that teams should have a third quarterback on the roster because of these. They used to. Like, you could put a third quarterback as an active but they would still be dressed up and they could only come into the game if there were injuries to uh, a quarterback, uh, either the starter or the backup quarterback. It's crazy. Us 90s babies are almost in our 30s already. Yep. Yep. Early 90s for me. <laughs> Eagles won the San Fran game. Like how the Bucks beat us in the Super Bowl. Tons of injuries. Yeah, 100% agree, Brian. That's a really good point. Like... You're, you're bragging about beating a banged-up 49 Like, the 49ers defense, I don't think, played a terrible game. But there was only... So, I mean, they, I felt like they were able to stop the Eagles early on when they could. Obviously, the Eagles got away with that catch there. But listen, that's part of it, man. When you're, um, when you're the road team and they don't put that replay up there and the offense goes hurry up, that just happens. That's probably the biggest takeaway for me in that game, other than the fight that happened. What's up, Robert? Appreciate you coming in. Um, but, but here's the thing. It's like, how do you pay attention? Cause I, I can't remember who the receiver was when he was going like this, clinging his, his fist together, trying to get the no huddle offense going so they could get a playoff. I don't know what, but the Eagles played Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but the whole thing is like, you know, um, as a defense, man, you gotta, you gotta, especially when you're on the road. Cause again, when you're on the road, you do not have the benefit of seeing the replay. Cause the home stadium, they're gonna say, fuck it. We're not putting a replay up there to help you guys. We're not doing that at all. But if it was the other way around, if the Eagles were the, uh, um, were the away team and the 49ers were the home team, man, the 49ers video team would immediately put a replay up there. Um, now Fox, they also had the right angle, but they showed it way too late. So the way it works sometimes in those situations, obviously the coach is on the field. So in that game, like Nick Sirianni and Kyle Shanahan, um, they're looking up at the video board, hoping that the home team will put up a replay up there. Now, if you're Shanahan, don't expect it, man. Uh, you're not, you're not getting a replay at all because the Eagles, Video board, they're not going to do anything uh, to help you. But if you're one of the assistant coaches in the booth, you're relying on Fox at that point. Because you, do you guys remember last year when Tyree, last year or the year before, when Tyreek Hill 
caught that pass, but he he didn't think he caught it. And even the broadcasters didn't notice this until they put a replay on NBC. And for whatever reason, the Chiefs video team, they had no idea either. And it was way too late. The Chiefs went ahead and punted the football on fourth down. Um, Sometimes you just got to make sure uh, that, you know, if you're working on the video production team and your the home team is there, you got to have that replay ready. And again, obviously, you know, the Eagles Stadium, the, their video board, uh, their video team, they're not going to play uh, th- that replay for Kyle Shanahan. No way. Uh, by the way, people talking about the Eagles schedule and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've had a, an easy schedule during the season. But you know what, man? I don't like taking credit away from a team because they had an easy schedule. If you got to the Super Bowl, like, I'm not here to take credit away from the Eagles. All I'm saying is... Don't brag so much about, like, people are, okay, here's what I'm trying to get at. Because I've seen a lot of people on social media basing their predictions for the Super Bowl off Championship Sunday. They're like, oh, Mahomes and the Chiefs barely won. The Eagles destroyed the 49ers. If you're going to go off one game to determine your prediction, fine. I mean, predict the games however you want to predict. Go to Vegas uh, and you know, put whatever money you want down based on that. But if that's really how you're going to base your prediction, that's a very uninformed and flawed set of information you're using there. The Eagles literally destroyed a team that was without a quarterback. But hey, I mean, you do you. I'm I'm the one that a lot of haters were saying I was wrong all year long. I've been saying Mahomes is going to win MVP. Chiefs are going to be fine in the AFC West. They're going to go back to the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. These are the same people. By the way, I want to go back to the whole refs thing with the Bengals situation. Listen, I know a lot of people have their opinions about LeBron James. But all the people that want to shit on LeBron James consistently about crying about the refs are the same ones crying about the refs. From that uh, championship Sunday uh, game. Especially the one against the Eagles. Forcing QB, no com- uh, completion for the Eagles, bro. Yeah. I mean, listen, they got to the Super Bowl uh, one way or another. I remember two thousand or uh, 2013 when the Chiefs had that 9-0 start. They were playing a lot of bad teams. But still, before the season, people were not expecting... People still thought the Chiefs were going to be terrible. Um, I don't think a lot of people thought the Eagles would be where they are today. So props to them for getting here. It's just, you know, don't brag about beating up a, a team that was essentially quarterbackless. Seems like when Buffaloes lose, a rule gets changed a year later. Yeah, I know. I know. We, we, we went over that earlier, Brian. It's just funny how that all works out. All right, let's talk about some of these head coaching hirings because I do think these are two very interesting moves. By the Texans and by the Broncos. The Texans hired D'Amico Ryans. This is their third head coach in as many years. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, a lot of people are calling this a home run hire. Obviously a former Texans player, two-time Pro Bowler, former Defensive Rookie of the Year. Coach a great defense in San Francisco, replacing Robert Sala as the defensive coordinator uh, in San Francisco. I mean, defense was still top-notch. So that's a huge reason why D'Amico Ryans is, is where he is now being the head coach of the Texans. I'm going to say this, though. It is the Texans. I just don't know at this point. And I, again, look, I, I'm glad he got the job. I think he he deserves a head coaching gig. But it is the Texans, and they keep firing head coaches. 
So I don't really know how this is going to pan out at the end of the day. Hey, by the way, for those of you guys watching this real quickly, before I forget, I see a lot of you guys watching and commenting, and that is much appreciated. If you guys don't mind, please give this a thumbs up, a like, something. Uh, what are the reactions on the live stream? Uh, I hope it works out for D'Amico Ryans. Man, they had a really good situation a few years ago with Deshaun Watson and the start he got uh, in his career. But man, it's just, what are you, what are you doing after that? Is Eric Bieniemy going to get hired? Nick says, I was thinking about this earlier today. The Colts have not officially hired anyone yet. What are they waiting on right now? I mean, 30 teams are done, right? So you can either continue with Jeff Saturday or if you're not confident with Jeff Saturday, it means you're waiting for someone, right? Who could that someone be? I think it's Eric Bieniemy. I think there's a good possibility. Quote me. Get your screen recording apps out right now and record me saying this. I think there's a very good chance Eric Bieniemy gets a head coaching job in Indianapolis. The reason I think that this is going to happen is because the Colts have not hired anyone yet. I don't know if they want to do a second interview with Eric Bieniemy, like let him finish the season so they can do a second interview. I don't know, but. If they're waiting this long when 30 teams are already done, well, 29 other teams, because obviously you can't count yourself, but 29 other teams, their season is over with. Not quite sure who you're really waiting on right now, unless it's Eric Bieniemy. That's all I can think of right now. I think there's a chance, a very good chance, Eric Bieniemy is going to Indianapolis. I know the Jets have put in a request to interview both Bieniemy and Matt Nagy for uh, for their offensive coordinator vacancy position. Here's a, a lot of people are asking, why would Eric Bieniemy take that? Why would he do a lateral move there? The logic is this: people are criticizing Eric Bieniemy that he should not be a head coach because he's benefiting from Andy Reid and from Travis Kelsey and from Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's actually not. Not terrible criticism. I, I I think it's silly, though. It's like, look, you're faulting the guy for having a great situation in front of him. Um, Because Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson, those guys got hired before Patrick Mahomes. Now, Mahomes did play one game under Nagy, but that was like a preseason game. Uh, we all know that. All right. Uh, that was a little weird. For those of you listening on the podcast version, um, uh, the live stream just crashed. I forgot to charge my laptop. Thankfully, I did not lose whatever I just recorded before. I'm just going to have to combine them, but that's not a big deal. Uh, a lot of you guys are back on the live stream. Okay, great. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. Um, I, I, that, that was weird. Uh, I was watching on my phone. Because uh, I have that next to me, and all of you guys, I, I was immediately watching the stream there, and you guys were letting me know it was frozen. So thank you guys uh, who were doing all that. Uh, but listen, I think Eric Bieniemy is going to get the head coaching job in Indianapolis. I, I think he's got a chance there. Uh, let's move on and talk about the Broncos. This is a very interesting one. The Broncos hired Sean Payton, and they gave up uh, a lot to get him. Uh, a lot. The, one, okay. This one franchise right here, they gave up uh, a shitload of draft picks and players for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I'm going to say this right now. If this does not work out in two years, Sean Payton's got to go. 
Russell Wilson's got to go. More importantly, John Elway's got to go. He's got to go. How many more chances are going to give him? Like, what does this guy got to do to make you understand he's just not a good executive? But there's a problem. Firing Elway is not going to go well in that city. I, I mean, I've seen it on social media. No one wants a guy fired. I mean, some Broncos fans too, some some don't. Um, Elway means a lot to that city, and, and rightfully so, but he is failing miserably right now as an executive. Cherish what he did as a, as a quarterback, but as an executive man, dude, he's got to go if this doesn't work. Um, you got probably the best quarterback possible and maybe the best head coach possible. Um, though I will say, I think D'Amico Ryans, a lot of people feel like he could have been the better option. Fine, but... Dude, uh, how long are you going to let this go on for? Clearly, they think Peyton is going to fix Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson turned 34 in November or December. I can't remember which month. So they better figure it out. Or they'll continue to live in the basement of the AFC West where they belong and continue to lose 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 straight games to Kansas City, however many it is in a row now. Um, I mean, it's embarrassing at this point. Get it together in Denver. Come on, man. Uh, the NFL is considering a new rule change, and Patrick Mahomes is a reason uh, for this. If you guys remember in the game against the Jaguars, um, I can't remember the uh, defender's name. I think his last name was Key. I can't remember. But he uh, did like this grab and tug, this grab and pull kind of tackle where you wrap your arms around the defender, usually around his chest or his waist, and then the defender just falls down, pulling the ball carrier down with him. And as a result, the defender, and I don't think this was done intentionally. I really don't. Um, the defender landed on Patrick Mahomes' ankle, which obviously was a huge topic going to AFC Championship. The AFC Championship game is not really being talked about much for the Super Bowl, though I imagine that will change this week. Um, here's my thing. If we're going to suggest a rule, there needs to be merit. There needs to be a valid reason or valid reasons. Arden Key, thank you, Terrence. There needs to be a valid reasons for why we're going to make this rule change. I don't want a rule change because Patrick Mahomes was on the, uh, the bad end of it. I think that's silly. If we're going to change a rule, it should not be because of a key player. No, it should be because of player safety. It should be because of reasons one, two, three, X, Y, Z, whatever. Not because it happened to Patrick Mahomes. Listen, I love Patrick Mahomes as much as the next Chiefs fan, but come on. It's like, why are we, why is this now so important? Because it happened to Patrick Mahomes. I don't get it. Rules should never be changed or receive consideration of being changed because something bad happened to a good player. I just don't I, I just don't like that. I really don't. Tom Brady retired for the second time. Is he gonna come back? I don't know. I mean, he's broken every record, I guess, except for the number of retirements. I mean, Brett Favre owns that record right now, right? So I guess there, there's one uh, one motivation for uh, for coming back. Uh, in all seriousness, 
listen, I think this is the right move. I'm not here to say whether a player should retire or not. It's not my place to speak. But I will say this. Look at Tom Brady and the personal issues he had coming into the season. That took a huge toll on him this year. The only reason the the Bucs made the playoffs is because they were in a terrible division. We all saw how they played against the Cowboys in that Monday Night Football wildcard game. They were terrible. It wasn't even a game. The only thing that was exciting about that game was their uh, the kicker, Maurer, was missing four PATs. <laughs> like, that was the only exciting thing about that game. Uh, the only place that makes sense, honestly, is, is Vegas. But given your family situation, you know, Giselle, I don't know where she is right now. I'm assuming in Tampa with the kids, to be close to the kids. Then Brady going to Vegas, and the kids are in Tampa with their mom. It's just not a good situation, especially after this year. I think it's the right move. Uh, It's not getting talked about a whole lot because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just he retired before, and all the GOAT talk happened already. Like, the, the GOAT, don't get me wrong, the GOAT talk is happening, or it did happen this week, but it went away pretty quickly because... No one really, I mean, we, we already had this conversation with him before. It's over with now. So, uh, you know, uh, yes, Terrence, that is something I wanted to touch on. The sand. So Tom Brady was at the beach, and I don't know when he recorded this. Maybe he recorded this a day before or a week before. I don't know. Um, but Tom Brady was at the beach when he announced his retirement, and somebody using the uh, the buildings behind Tom Brady in the background, figured out where he <laughs> figured out his exact spot on the beach. They went and got a bottle, an empty bottle, and filled it up with sand from the exact location, allegedly, where Tom Brady filmed his retirement announcement. This bottle of sand right now is going on eBay for $99,900. Apparently, I, I guess it doesn't show um, more than five digits because a lot of reports out there are saying it's more than $100,000 right now. There are people out there struggling to afford eggs. And there's someone out there that is going to spend six fucking figures on on sand that Tom Brady stepped on to announce his retirement. Listen, can we talk about something here with money for a second? Um, I was looking at Super Bowl tickets. Last you saw it was at 15K. Oh, David, you got to get with the times, brother. It is way up right now. If you buy that, I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. Um, Look, I saw Super Bowl tickets. Like the cheapest one is like close to five grand last I checked 24 hours ago. Listen, I think it's cool the Chiefs are in, and, and I think it's great that there are Chiefs fans going. And and listen, maybe Chiefs fans out there, they don't care. Maybe, maybe they would they're happy to put their life savings on the Super Bowl tickets. Great. You do you. you do what you want with your money. I could never put myself. See, Rob just said. $4,200. I could never spend that much money for a game. Because here's the other thing. Like, okay, yeah, sure, if you win, it's worth it. But if you lose, you spend all that money, and a lot of money, 
for a game. I don't know, man. Um, I mean, listen, I'll just say this. I could afford it. Is it going to break my bank a bit? Yeah, it will. Um, to me, it's not worth it. I'd rather spend that money on a lot of other things. Um, $4,200 uh, for a ticket. I, you know, I can't remember the guy's name from American Idol. That's a no from me, dog. I, I can't, I can't spend that much money. Here's the other, let me just say this too. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure whoever is going to the Super Bowl, they're going to have fun and make a lot of memories, especially if you win. I'm sure, Ivan, I'm sure. By the way, that guy's, that guy's bond dropped. That was shocking to me. Um, Here's my thing. I think the Super Bowl, isn't the Super Bowl catered? And you could say this about 99% of sporting events. A lot of these things are catered more towards the home viewing audience. So in other words, you know, the uh, what, what's like the big thing for the Super Bowl? Obviously the game, the championship, but what else? Uh, the commercials. Obviously if you're at the game, you're not, you're not going to see the commercials. The halftime show. Okay, well, if you're sitting on one side of the stadium, you're probably going to get a good view of it, but... 50% of the audience and attendance sitting on the other side, they're going to have a shitty view of that halftime show. So at the end of the day, um, in terms of like how they cater for the home viewing audience, these kinds of things are just more enjoyable from home than it is in person. And listen, I'm not shaming anyone that's spending. Listen, I've always said this. Anytime I talk about something where people are spending an egregious amount of dollars on something stupid, I always say this. Look, it's your money. You do you. And I'll spend my money the way I want to spend my money. Um, I get this comment all the time. People are like, why do you have so many TVs in your fan cave? Listen, if I can afford it, what am I supposed to do? Say no to it? If someone wants to spend their money however they want to spend it, as long as you're not hurting anyone in the process, go be my guest, man. Knock yourself out. Do what you want to do. Uh, no one should ever be some authority figure uh, with your finances. Um, but spending $100,000 on Tom Brady's goddamn sand... Like, what are you doing? Rather be home in my man cave and fun with my family. See, I would rather just like spend money on like a decent watch party from home. And even then you're not spending that much money. By the way, whoever is like buying the bottle of sand Tom Brady stepped on, you realize you could just go yourself and go get that sand yourself for a much cheaper price. What's up, Charlene? Mary, I see you. Appreciate you guys joining the live stream. Never too late to join. Yeah, warm chair, cold drinks. Uh, piss her 10 feet away. Yeah, exactly. See, Steve, Steve is talking about all the uh, all the uh, amenities you got in your own stadium from home. And that's the thing for me, too. Like, a lot of people ask me, like, why do you not go to games? I enjoy the home viewing experience way more. And I think you guys see, you know, I spent a lot of money building this place up during the pandemic. I just said, Hey, I'll just add more TVs. Why not? Cause at the time people ask us all the time, like, why do you have so many TVs? Um, because sports bars were shut down. Um, it's just, you know, you can not really go out much. So I said, you know, I'm not going on any vacations. 
I'm barely going out doing things. Why not, you know, pump this place up a little bit? So a lot of people have asked that over the years and just recently because ESPN recently shared the fa- uh, the fan cave, man cave, whatever you want to call it. Um, they shared it on TikTok. Uh, I think they're going to share it on other websites later on. So a uh, big shout out to ESPN for doing that. That's pretty cool of them to, to share all that. Um, but yeah, and I usually watch with family. Maybe I, I invite a couple other people over. My family and I, we watch just about every Chiefs game together. So um, that's like our thing. So this is obviously a special moment for us, like it is for a lot of you guys. TVs also don't cost nearly as much as they used to. Yeah, that is true, Tony. Especially those like big, I'm not talking about like those tube TVs, but like those kind of like a tube, like it's a flat screen TV, but it's also like bulky on the backside of it. I don't know what you call those. I had a buddy of mine, his picture would like get all fuzzy and the way he would fix it is he would go behind the TV and on that bulky side, again, I don't know what you call that. He would just slam it a couple of times. We were playing Madden on that TV and he would just bang it a few times, uh, try to remove the fuzziness, and it worked, it worked, um, I can really not see myself doing that with a TV though, DLP TVs, that's what you think it is, okay, D- let me Google that real quickly, I'm just curious, DLP TV, yeah, you're right, that is the name of it, DLP TV, I had no idea, yeah, DLP TVs, Yeah, TVs have changed over the years. See, when we were in school, you young kids, anytime a teacher brought a one of those big tube uh, TVs on a cart to class, that's when you knew it was a damn good day. Now you guys all just have, you know, projectors. See, Nathan just mentioned uh, projectors. TVs got skinnier, people got fatter, Ivan says. Isn't that the damn truth? Robert says, thoughts on the injuries. Um, yeah, you know, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts right now because it is still, I mean, we're still eight day, more than a week away. Um, McCall Hardman, it's looking very doubtful. I know he's getting a second opinion and listen, I understand, man, you're getting ready to play for the Super Bowl, and there's doubts of him coming back to Kansas city. You know, if, if he doesn't come back, you know, is he going to be able to reach a Super Bowl with another team? Um, you know, I hope so for his sake, but man, it's just, what do you you probably want to exhaust every resource to make sure it is worst case scenario. Um, Juju Smith Schuster, boy, uh, that's that's a bummer, man. This is going to be his first Super Bowl. He just played in his first conference championship game, and he talked about looking forward to this game. Um, sucks because I'm a huge fan of Juju. I want him back, man. I really hope he's resigned. I hope he plays in this Super Bowl, man. I really do. Uh, he's been working hard for a long time. But I will say this. If those guys aren't available, if Kadarius Sony's not available, man, you know who is? The reigning AFC Offensive Player of the Month, Jarek McKinnon. We haven't seen much of Jarek McKinnon in the, in the playoffs. I think this is maybe the time where maybe you do use more of Jarek. Um, why wouldn't you? This would be the time to do that. After Super Bowl, it's pitchers and catchers, but we got this shutdown... Hurts, he is injured. Yeah, I'm not a big baseball fan, Mary. I don't know what you're referring to. I don't know if you're referring to Jalen Hurts. I don't think Hurts is injured. Is he? I live in Phoenix and I'm not going. I won't even leave home over the weekend. There's a golf tourney in town too. I need I need all the money for eggs. Yeah, I was just mentioning earlier, like people are struggling to afford eggs right now, of all things. Uh, and there are people out there spending thousands of dollars on Super Bowl tickets and Tom Brady's 
feet touching the sand. With no certificate of authenticity, by the way. Do you think we get a wide receiver in the draft this year? Uh, maybe Ivan, but I would be far more interested in a left tackle before anything else. For very obvious reasons. Those two TVs on the cart were a crushing death waiting to happen. Yes, they were indeed. I hate the projection TVs. Never owned one myself. You know, um, a lot of you guys, you know, talk about my man cave. You know who's got a really good basement? If you guys go search Game Room Theater on Instagram and TikTok, dude, that guy's got a great setup in his basement um, using, I think, projecting projector screens. Uh, projection TVs, yeah. Um, and I think he's even given away one partnering with the company that he uses for his, uh, his basement. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go check it out, man. It is awesome. Damian Williams killed for us when we won the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, man. Damian Williams was not great in the regular season, but he's kind of like Frank Clark for whatever reason. He just turned it up in the, in the postseason. Damian Williams did own the postseason franchise record for touchdowns. Uh, Travis Kelsey now owns it, but. Yeah. What's the atmosphere in KC right now? Royal starting as uh, we're starting soon as well. Um, man, I don't know if a lot of people care about baseball right now. I mean, people are complaining that the Royals aren't even doing much, though. They got someone. They got a relief pitcher pitcher recently. I don't really know. I'm a, I'm not a baseball guy. I'm sorry. Uh, but hey, man, people are stoked. I was at Union Station today, and it was packed. A lot of Chiefs fans were there um, trying to get a picture with the AFC championship sign. Uh, a lot of Chiefs fans today. So it was really cool to see all the Chiefs fans, everyone wearing Chiefs red. I posted a video of it this morning, so go or this afternoon rather. So check it out if you haven't already. And then uh, I went to Zona Rosa as well. A lot of people. I've not been to Zona Rosa in a long, long time. Uh, I wasn't quite sure if like the place was not as busy or what. I was surprised. It was packed, man. There were a lot of people there and a lot of people wearing their uh, their Chiefs. So that was pretty cool to see at Zona Rosa uh, today. I have not been there in, I, I want to say, I, I think I was a college student when I last went. I think I came home one weekend hang out, hang, hanging out with the family. I can't remember. Or maybe it was the summertime I came home from college. I can't remember, but I was at least a college student when I last went to Zona Rosa. Um, it's a pretty cool place. Um, I don't know much about the restaurants there. I mean, I, I know there's a Buffalo Wild Wings. I've ate there, like I said, it's been a long time. But it's a really cool place. I like the design and the way it's all mapped out and everything. I just don't know, like, what is there to do there? I, I know there's a comedy improv and all that. Have you seen the bags with Tom Brady farts? Oh, God. Here we go. The place, that's got to be like a parody. That can't be real. I love all the pictures and history got on the walls. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, why do you have two Broncos players right there? Those are two KU guys right there. Akeem Talib and Chris Harris. I met Chris Harris. Um, really, really nice guy. Um, I'm glad he won a Super Bowl a few years ago. Um yeah, there are some uh, some KU guys, uh, like Danny Manning's right there. Paul Pierce is right there. Uh, I think Mario is right there as well. So, yeah, I got some KU guys as well. I knew Tarek Black and Thomas Robinson. I'm a big Lakers fan. And I knew when, um, when they were on the Lakers, they were like reserve guys. I knew they were not going to be on the team very long. So I tried very hard trying to find uh, signed 8x10s of them online. Was very lucky. Found them before, before they both got cut. Um, and I was a senior when, uh, Tarek Black transferred to KU and when, 
uh, uh, Thomas Robinson was the year before I graduated, but Tarek Black I had to have because I'm a big Lakers fan, and he was there when I was there uh, senior year of KU, um, and it was just so unfortunate, man. He could not win a championship here. It was only one year, but people love Tarek Black, man. Uh, that dude was a fucking monster down low whenever he filled in for Joel Embiid. Whenever they were both on the court at the same time, dude, I mean, you could ju- you just couldn't stop them. It, it Man, it sucked so much that Joel Embiid got hurt that year because that KU team was going to win it all. With Wayne Selden, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I'm excited for the draft. That's going to be a great day for our, for our city. A great weekend, I should say. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I put a lot of work into this. Where's the petition for Mama Kelsey doing the coin flip? I, I shared it on... Um, on uh, on my page earlier this week, the, the TMZ link. A lot of people want her to flip the coin, and rightfully so, man. She's she is the most powerful mother in the world right now. Where did I get the hat? What hat? All I got here is just my head, no hat on. Are you talking about the one I the AFC Championship hat I gave away? Uh, I got that at Rally House. So uh, check them out, man. Uh, they might still have it. Darla repping from Ohio. I love it. Who do you think will be the Colts coach? Yeah, Michelle, we actually went over this earlier in the live stream uh, before our live stream crashed. Uh, actually, it was in the previous live stream. I think Eric Bieniemy might get it. The reason I think this way is because the Colts are not hiring anyone yet. Thirty. There are only two NFL teams that are still having a season, that are still in season. If you're not hiring a coach yet, it's probably because they're waiting on Eric Bieniemy. Fars, who is the ref? Can we get a fair one? It's Carl Cheffers. Listen, I've already seen people like, listen, Chiefs fans do not like Carl Cheffers one bit. There are people out there already accusing Carl Cheffers of like helping the Chiefs. I've already seen people like, I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen the Photoshop of Carl Cheffers. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up here. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, that's AFC Championship stuff. I know I have it saved on my phone somewhere. Uh, come on, where is it? But it's basically Carl Cheffers with red stripes. I mean, people are accusing him of now, like, already helping. Like, the fix is in, right? People already think Carl Cheffers is going to help us in the uh, in the Super Bowl. Imagine that. I never thought I'd live in a world where Carl... Carl would. I keep saying Carl's Cheffers. Carl Cheffers would be accused of... Helping the Chiefs. Were you impressed with the defense so far in the postseason? Yeah, I am. I very. Um, people were talking about how the Bengals had their three backup offensive linemen, and they did great in the uh, in the uh, game against the Bills. It's like, well, the Bills and the Chiefs are not the same defense, so uh, it's weird, you know, how people want to put things into perspective sometimes. But um, the Chiefs' defense really did come through. Uh, especially when Mahomes went out with the injury. Obviously, it was not the same against the Jags and then against the Bengals. Five sacks on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow has a really bad record whenever he gets sacked five times. It's like 2-9-1, and one, something like that. And now it's 2-10-1. Um, boy, that last sack from Chris Jones was huge. Big game from Chris Jones. And obviously, everyone knows the narrative with him with the, um, with the whole uh, postseason sack. LeBron hasn't won a championship without a KU player on his team. That is true, Bobby. 
That is very true. Uh, if, if, if KU wants to win a championship, man, forget Kyrie Irving. Um, which, by the way, let's go to that because that's the next topic here. Kyrie Irving wants to be traded. Uh, a reunion with LeBron, maybe. Um, they won a championship together in Cleveland. But that was seven years ago. Six, seven years ago. Kyrie is still playing at a higher level. He's going to a, his next All-Star game. I know a lot of people are going to say if LA got Kyrie, it'd be a terrible PR move because of Kyrie's past with conspiracy theories and comments he's made. Man, who cares if you're the Lakers? If you're the Lakers, you are in desperation. The Lakers are not even in the play-in like, seed or whatever you call it, which I think is stupid, by the way. The Lakers are not even in that right now. The Lakers are desperate. They need whatever they can get. Go for it. Go for it. Now, what is what does LA have to give up? I don't know, man. They're in trouble though. They got to figure it out because this is not how a team should be operating when you have LeBron and AD. Speaking of trouble, I think the Jayhawks are in some trouble right now. The reigning champions have lost four of their last six. That includes a loss to Kansas State in overtime, but they did avenge that loss recently, exactly two weeks later, but got shellacked today by Iowa State. Man, Iowa State put a beating on KU. Uh, it wasn't even close. KU tried to, they have got within five at one point, but could not recover at all. Iowa State just went on a roll. Um, listen, KU's got a big test Monday, playing Texas. I'll, I'll tell you what, man, this is Bill Self's opportunity right now to prove himself as a coach. He's a great coach, no question about it. But you want to prove yourself? You want to put yourself in position to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Go coach a great season with your team right now. Because that's what this team needs. The talent is there, but the team is playing uninspired basketball at the moment. They're not aggressive on offense. They're not shooting with confidence. They've gotten soft on defense. I mean, they're just letting offenses do whatever they want to do. And they can't answer for it. They can't respond. This KU team's in trouble right now. And I think Bill Self needs to figure it out with this team. I think it's up to him. To get this team to recover. They've lost four of six. It's not the end of the world. But this is probably one of the worst stretches we've seen in KU basketball history under self. How does KU recover from this? Let's see what Bill Self does. Because I think that is um, that is something that could essentially help them in the long run. As far as if that's the case, who pays off the refs these days? Eagles can too. Listen, everyone thinks the Chiefs were paying someone. I mean, come on. If Eric goes to the Colts, who do you think uh, will replace Eric? I, I think it's I think it's going to be Matt Nagy. I mean, the guy did a great job as an offensive coordinator when he uh, when he especially when they uh, gave him play calling duties. I think it's going to be Matt Nagy, hundred percent. Look back today, too many turnovers by KU. Yeah, I mean they're just not playing good basketball. Um, they just don't look like a team that won the championship the previous year. The whole world is a conspiracy theory about rigged NFL and a dead Hamlin. People are crazy. Yeah, listen, man. I mean, conspiracy theories the past 10 years have been why. I mean, there are people out there who think the earth is flat, okay? Uh, let's start there. I mean, people are crazy. 
Listen, I don't think the NFL is out to get anyone or they're out to make people win. Do they have a preference as to who they want in a championship game? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I'm sure they wanted their uh, uh, neutral site game, but I'm sure they're happy with the rematch. Like, that was a huge storyline. Like, look at all the conversation from Burrowhead to the mayor and everything in between. Like, look at all of that. Um I don't think the NFL is out to get anyone. Bad calls happen to every team, and every team gets away with calls. Um, I don't. I, 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 I'm just. It's just not a conversation I like. And when I say that stuff, people get all angry. But yeah, man, KU man, they gotta they gotta respond real quickly. Uh, last topic here, and I'll take a few more questions before I sign off. Connor McGregor is back. Yes, he is coming back in 2023. Dana White announced this morning. He will coach the ultimate fighter. That is still a thing. Opposite of Michael Chandler. I think this is their way of trying to boost the ultimate fighter, which is now on ESPN plus Michael Chandler, who went to Mizzou. uh, I'm sure some of you guys are Mizzou fans. They're going to fight sometime late in 2023. Dude, Michael Chandler is not the guy Conor McGregor wants to fight. I'm telling you that right now. I know he's one in three in his past four fights. In fact, in his five fights in the UFC, Chandler is two and three. That's a losing record, obviously. But dude, Chandler's fighting killers. He's fighting monsters. He's fighting Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker. Find me a UFC fighter in his first five fights has that kind of a resume there. Now, I know Chandler's a little different because he was already a champion in Bellator coming in. So... It's not like Dan. Uh, it's not like uh, uh, Chandler is like some rookie coming in. Uh, of course, he got those big fights. But find me another fighter that's had a five fight stretch like that. Um, Chandler is fighting the best in his division. Conor McGregor, man, look. It's been a couple years since we've seen him because of the ankle injury. But dude. Uh, if you're if he has not done anything to improve his takedown defense, obviously he's tr- practice at it, but there's only so much you can do in practice. Conor McGregor's takedown defense and his stamina maybe some of the worst we've ever seen in UFC history. The guy got away with some quick knockouts in his surge in the featherweight division. I don't really know. What I'm going to expect from Conor McGregor. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to do seven-figure buy rates. No question. But it's not going to be a good night for Conor McGregor. Michael Chandler is going to mop the floor with McGregor's face on it. McGregor's going to get KO'd. And if it's not a KO, Chandler's wrestling some of the best. Dude, the guy went to freaking Mizzou. We were talking about KU basketball earlier. KU basketball, we all know, one of the best in history when it comes to basketball. Mizzou is kind of like KU in terms of how well-respected they are in wrestling. Dude, if you're Conor McGregor, man, uh, respect to him for taking this fight. Obviously, he's doing it more for a paycheck than anything else, but Chandler is going to freaking destroy McGregor. Anything other than that, I would be shocked. I'm going to real quickly check. Do they have odds on this fight? Um, Chandler McGregor odds. I've had a busy day today. I've not had a chance to look at this. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, yeah, obviously they've got odds on this the moment it's announced. I'm trying to look this up here because I really want to know what it is. Okay, that article does not help. Oddschecker.com. Hopefully that is going to be a better site. Uh, there's got to be somewhere in the article. Maybe if I do one of those uh, control Fs. Let's see. Chandler is a plus 133. McGregor's minus 153. There's no way in hell that's possible. There is no way in hell. Chandler is a plus 133. I mean, the odds are close. Not enough for me to want to bet on that, though. But McGregor, the favorite? Come on. Who are you fooling there? What McGregor got was his attitude. His people lost respect for him for punching 80-year-old man. Yeah, I mean, the guy's gotten in. Look, you're not wrong, Mary. The reason I'm laughing is, is that, you know, this guy does a lot of things. You guys remember Jason High? If you're a casual fan, you may not know who Jason High is. Jason High is from the Kansas City area. This guy shoved the referee, something he shouldn't have done, shoved the referee after a fight, and the UFC got rid of him in four seconds. Conor McGregor did the exact same thing in Bellator. Conor McGregor's out fighting elderly people on multiple occasions. Fighting people, I mean, all kinds of accusations, man. Like, the things McGregor's been involved with and the things he's been accused of, you would not want to have happen to you. But Jason High, unfortunately, I like the guy, I really do. Uh, I like all the KC MMA guys. Unfortunately, Jason High is not a money grabber for the UFC. Conor McGregor is, so the UFC, they are going to give Conor McGregor every chance in the book. They're going to give him, you know, in Mario, when you get all the, the, the green mushroom, you get all the one ups, you, you, you know, if you get like 99 of those, Conor McGregor has 99 of those green mushrooms with the UFC. He can do whatever he wants and get away with it. I don't know, man. Um, listen, I, 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 I think Conor McGregor has a great backstory, you know, from collecting welfare checks to the rise and the way he just dominated the featherweight division, that's awesome. But it's like, dude, you just had things handed to you. They gave him two belts. I mean, he won them, don't get me wrong, but he never defended them. What kind of a double champ can you call yourself if you never defend the title once? I have as many title defenses as Conor McGregor does in the UFC. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Appreciate you guys joining me for the live stream for the podcast. Apologize for the technical errors, but hey, we all recovered. We made it. We, you know, we're all alive. That's good. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of live streams this week, so keep it locked on this Facebook page and make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. We will do one more podcast. We are going to do a Super Bowl Eve podcast Saturday night. Tune in for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, the links are in the description. Subscribe to those or follow me on those social media links. Subscribe to the podcast is what I'm trying to say. I'm out of here, guys. Mary, thank you. Robert, thank you. I appreciate you joining me. Nathan, Rob, Bobby, Elaine, all of you guys. Michelle, Darla, much appreciated. I will talk to you guys later. Peace out. <laughs>